I think people put themselves, try to put themselves out there. They don't get traction. They get frustrated because they haven't taken the time to get really clear on who they are or what differentiates them, or they feel what differentiates them is, um, you know, I'm innovative and right. a great leader, or, you know, an empathetic leader. And it is, it is. So you have to dig deeper. There is definitely something deeper. And I think that is one of the biggest mistakes. Oh, Hey, y'all. We've got award-winning storyteller and communications advisor, Laura Fravel, with us on the pod today. Laura helps executives, leaders, and organizations position themselves for greater impact. She's had 16 years of experience as a writer. She's worked with National Geographic as a story producer, as well as with Discovery, The New York Times, Washington Post, before starting her own operation where she helps brands like Netflix and Amazon. Without further ado, y'all, here's Laura Fravel on how to tell a great personal story. Thanks for being here, Laura. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. You've got so much experience with storytelling and there's so much for us to get into. So how about we dive in? That sounds great. On the topic of how to tell a great story, thought we could get started with maybe seeing what some of your favorite stories are. Um, you know, it... it very so greatly between, <laughs> I mean, storytelling spans from business to TVs to books. Yeah. Uh, but if I can be totally honest, I think the most powerful stories, the ones I love most, most are the the short ones, like yeah. short, powerful. Because um, I think they're so so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wasn't there was this quote right? I I didn't have enough time, so I wrote a longer letter. I didn't have enough time to write a short letter, so I wrote a longer one. So it makes sense yep. that the most powerful ones are short. Absolutely. And I think the stories we take with, at least for me, the stories I take with me the most are the the personal ones that I yeah. um, that I've had in my lifetime, um, and. I think those are the ones that I remember the most. And I mean, I think that's why storytelling is so powerful is because it makes things relatable and memorable. Um, I resonate. So I'm stumped. I feel like it reminds <laughs> like, me of the Maya Angelou quote as well. You remember how people make you feel and just the personal aspect of that. For me, the relatedness comes from seeing yourself in other stories. And I think that's a really beautiful, really powerful thing yeah. to your point. Maybe we can talk then about what the power of a great story is. What is that oh, for you? I think the power of a great story is simply that it makes you relatable, memorable, there's all kinds of statistics. I think it's if you just share information and your expertise and you know research or statistics, it is 10 minutes later, someone is 5% likely to remember that information. Whereas if you wrap that information or research or whatever it might be into a story, there's 65% more likely to mem- remember that. And also as a storyteller, it builds trust. There's all kinds of you know, things that go on in our brain with dopamine and such, when we mm-hmm. hear a story, it releases that and it, it literally biologically makes us feel like the storyteller is more trustworthy. Um, so, you know, from, from say a business perspective or right. a leadership perspective, you need to gain that trust 
Yeah. And relatability with your audience. I'm hearing also vulnerability. Someone sharing about themselves allows us to put our walls down too. Absolutely. Um, I think it also comes to just, you know, having passion and heart. We can feel that when we're telling a story and if it's something we're really excited about, if it's something we put all of our hard work into, the, the other person can feel that. And uh, it's not just vulnerability, it's authenticity. Mm. And I think there's a big misconception as well about vulnerability. That means we have to share everything and all of the deep, dark secrets of our life and, you know, things we don't want to share. And I, I think that's incorrect. I think we still get to build these guardrails, what we want to share, you know, borders of what we'd like to share and what we don't. Um, But it still does take sharing kind of that more of your authentic self and vulnerability and heart. Totally. I love the word authentic, authenticity. Yeah. And I think in a world of so many of us, 8 billion, there are so many other people, but there's only one you and you can be the best you out there. So that's beautiful. Absolutely. And then Laura, why is storytelling a skill that is worth mastering for us? Why is being authentic and sharing personal stories an important thing to know how to do well? Well, I think it goes back to kind of what we were just talking about, about it builds trust, relatability. Mm -hmm. Um, You're able to connect with whoever your target audience is, whether that be clients, consumers, whether it be, you know, boards, stakeholders, investors, it gives you that ability to connect that much faster and better with your audience. And then I think the thing that so many people don't talk about is I think it also makes your work so much more fulfilling to you. I think when you're able to really show up who you are, your passions, your purpose, tie that into what you do, your work suddenly becomes so much more fulfilling and meaningful and opportunities come to you, um, leads, jobs, clients. Yeah. Connecting who you really are with the work that you're doing. And that just feels so much more meaningful. My heart was swelling as you were describing that just now. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are, they're afraid that if they show up more authentic or they tell stories or personal stories that they're somehow going to be seen as unprofessional or that they're going to be judged And I think our world has just changed so much, Um, you know, not just in the past decade, but even with the pandemic, it's fast forwarded us even even quicker that we we are inundated with so much information. There's so much at our fingertips that how do you, how do you become seen? How do you become noticed? How do you make traction in this world? And I think it really is. We're, we're tired of the sameness. We're tired of everybody being in this box, in this professional mm-hmm. box. And the ones who really step up with purpose and passion are the ones who are differentiating themselves. COVID has really propelled us forward 10 years. And to me, the fact that we work from home a lot more often, we talk from our living rooms a lot more often than from our offices relative to two years ago. To me, yeah. that really hard emphasizes the point and the importance of being authentic because there's less boundaries between your professional self and your personal self. And so bringing in more of the personal into the professional shows you as a whole human being. Absolutely. I kind of love that. I love that seeing Zoom like a a child run past someone in the background (laughs) or the cat jumping up in your lap. It, it, 
really did fast forward us in being yeah. able to see people as more the whole self and not just, yeah, you know, that employee that inside that box. That perfect person, colleague or boss at work actually has kids or a life and is messy and is human yeah. and makes you feel more connected to them. Do you remember yeah. this, uh, this video that came out? I believe it was maybe 2017, Laura, of this guy who was a CNN reporter, maybe, and he was doing a segment, and then his wife and baby yes. walk in, and everyone was like, oh my goodness, and that was such an endearing video, brought about so many comments, but like, now we have that all the time, and I, I love it. I, I love it, and that, you know, there's multiple videos out there of the the person giving an interview in a suit jacket, and then they get yeah. up to close the door, and they're in, you know, shorts, hopefully not yeah, their yeah. underwear, but shorts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's great. I think someone that does this really well too is Bozoma St. John. She's like CMO of Netflix and she does a great job at bringing her whole self to her professional life. And people love that. And just a great example of that and so many others out there. It is. And that is, I really think it's the key to success, to great leadership is showing up in that manner. And it is for whatever reason, so hard for so many people. I mean, I shouldn't say for whatever reason. I mean, it was hard mm -hmm. for me. There's a reason I, I was behind a camera for 15 years yeah. <laughs> and there was no way I was going to step out in front of the camera. Um, it, it's hard to put ourselves out there to tell stories of our, especially our personal story. You know, you mm -hmm. can tell stories in so many ways. We can tell stories of our clients and the people we've helped, which are still super powerful. But I think the most powerful story is the one of ourselves. On that note, Laura, how do we tell these powerful stories of ourselves? What are some of the essentials here? Well, I think first and foremost, you have to get really clear on, you know, who am I? You know, what do I stand for? What's my purpose? What are, what's my unique value? What and I know we question. hear <laughs> Yeah, I know we hear that a lot. And I really think it is super, we just don't in our crazy lives and busy lives, we don't take the time to stop and really examine where is it I want to be in five, 10 years in my work? What lights me up? How can I bring more of that into the work I'm doing right now? So it's not all about you know, reinventing yourself, which mm -hmm. some people are, you know, especially now reinventing and pivoting their careers. But I think there's a lot to say for just stopping and saying, what is it I love? And how can I bring more of that into what I do right now? How can I share more of that? So I attract the opportunities that I'm, that will really light me up. So that, I think that's the first step is just getting really clear on who I am. I think the next step is then how do I articulate it? How do I communicate that to the world? Um, like I had a perfect example. There was, uh, I was working with someone in the TV media world mm -hmm. um, and they felt like they had been pigeonholed. They were in this niche of crime shows that they were in charge of and overseeing. They're pretty high up. And, but yet her 25 year history had been career had been so many varying, amazing work. Um, and it simply came down to, well, if you don't want to be in just crime, why aren't you talking about all of these amazing other things you've done, like her LinkedIn profile and the way she introduced herself. So I think we we have a lot of expectations put on us from our, you know the position we're in, from society, from the way we were raised, from our gender, and it's a lot of looking at you know what stories am I telling myself, what stories am I telling the world, and how can I 
you know, is that in alignment with who I am and how can I, how can I communicate it differently if it's not? Yeah, absolutely. Sounds really easy, but very hard to do when it comes down yes. to it. Yes. Um, and you also need that. You often need that outside perspective yeah. to kind of listen and mirror back. When I think about what you said about figuring out who it is that you are and what is it that you stand for and figuring out how you want to incorporate that into what you do. I've done a lot of thinking and processing on this. And for me, what's been helpful on that has been just connecting with myself. So lots of people find meditation helpful for that, journaling helpful for that. I love doing that on my runs. I love looking back at actual experiences I've had. What did I like about those experiences? What did I not? What are themes and patterns that come up for me? Where do I feel the most alive and the most fulfilled? And taking mm-hmm. all of that data into figuring out what it is that I care the most about, which for me is people, love humans, love relationships, and wanting to bridge more healthy, respectful communication and togetherness. And how do I bring that into my work is how, for instance, Jennifer from our podcast came about and then coaching, which is something, both things that I love that bridge all of these. Um, That's beautiful. For me. Yeah. And the other thing for me that was really important was what do I want to surround myself with? And it's really high quality humans who I can learn from and we can help each other and inspire each other. And that also is very much present in the work I do. And I think for the second point that you mentioned, and then how do you communicate that? How do you let go of the societal pressures? Oh my goodness, so many societal pressures, either for your age or where you live or to your point, your gender, or maybe you should be doing this career path, et cetera. And those are, want to acknowledge how hard it is to break free of those because depending on your background, you may have been fed all these stories your whole life. And so just want to acknowledge, um, but encourage folks to take a step back and, and it, look at that. And it's a journey. It's not, it's not, um, I love the quote. It's by Helen Keller. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. Right. So I think part of it is embracing who am I trying things out? I think the biggest point though, is we're so much more than a a title in the company we work for. And how can we, you know, even when we introduce ourselves, how do we tell the story a little bit more of who we are by adding something a little bit more intriguing or memorable? Maybe it's a passion. Maybe it's um, something that really differentiates you. I love that. Yeah. What would yours be, Laura? (laughs) That's such a fun interest. (laughs) uh, That's a great one. Um, I mean, if it's short and sweet, I often just say, like, I help leaders, executives, and founders, like, light their ideas or spread their ideas like wildfire. So, and then I get it. Then, you know, it's something that grabs people. That's the other thing about storytelling. You're kind of asking the key, I forget how you asked, the key factors or elements of telling a good story. And the first is you got to grab someone, grab their attention. What can you say to get them intrigued to say, Oh, I want to know more or tell me more, Mm. something to make you memorable. And then, you know, I can say my title, you know, I'm executive coach and communications advisor helping da, 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 da. So, um, grab people. And then if you're telling more of a story of yourself, take them on that journey. You know, there's mm-hmm. usually something of a transformation. Um, Say more on transformation. You, you've got me hooked, Laura. You got to keep <laughs> transformation. <laughs> so this would be, we were talking about introducing yourself. So this right. might not apply to introducing yourself, but if you are, you know, whether you're standing on a stage and giving a talk, a keynote talk, or whether you're giving a presentation to your board or your team, a story is going to grab them. So 
and make them remember the information more, like we were saying earlier. Mm -hmm. So you always kind of in business, you know, you're going to usually start with a problem. This is what happened. This is where I was stuck. This is what we did. And this is where we ended up. It almost feels like I've heard this a million times, that format. Yes. It's kind of the up and down. Um, Gosh, Steve Jobs, if you Google his talk when he announced the first iPhone mm-hmm. out there, he does that exactly. It's up, down, up, down, up, down. Um, and that's what gets your emotions up and down. And that's what gets people hooked into mm-hmm. what you're saying. So you can, you know, your keynote talk or your presentation can just be one arc, but you can also have multiple arcs in it as well. Mm, so that's what you mean by the transformation, the yeah. evolution and the journey. And it's often usually here was a problem, a sticking point. Here's how we overcame it. Um, and in the sense of personal stories, you know, uh, when I get on a stage, I talk about, you know, one of the first things I say is, you know, I never thought I'd be here. <laughs> My first stage appearance, I was a, the dead witch in Wizard of Oz. I was labeled as so shy that the only part they would give me was the non-speaking dead witch. And I had to roll off stage. <laughs> so that's ways you can like, you know, just grab people, yeah. uh, make it personable, make it relatable. Oh my gosh, I'm terrified of speaking on stage. And if she was a dead witch, maybe I could do it too. That mm. sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm hearing, well, first of all, what you shared in terms of the introduction piece, in terms of how to tell a great story and how to engage folks, you used a metaphor there. So spreading your ideas like wildfire really brought me into literally a story. I see a picture wildfire. I'm like, tell me more, Laura. I want to hear this. (laughs) Really great technique. Um, And then you mentioned kind of using a story arc or ups and downs, sort of evoking transformation, bringing the the listener in, having them emotionally invested. Um, Obviously, all these aspects of relatability, sharing more of yourself in an authentic way where they can feel connected to you, to your personal story. What other tips for telling a great story? I think a huge piece of it is also knowing your audience. Right. So even though you're telling a story about you know, you're telling a personal story about yourself and connecting with your audience, it really comes down to what does my audience need, want Mm -hmm. to hear? How can I educate, inspire, or entertain them? It's really usually, um, those were kind of like the three key things, uh, having worked in television for a long time, that was always it, educate, inspire, and entertain. So often some of the stories you tell can vary depending on who you're talking to and what they need to hear. Mm -hmm. We, especially when we're telling, you know, say a personal story or um, a story of a client, there are so much information that we can include in that story. Yeah. And the key is only telling those relevant bits of what that person, that audience needs to hear. It sounds like coming back to what we talked about earlier in terms of being short and powerful, yes. being concise. Yeah. I worked in television for almost 15 years before doing this. And one of the hardest things was you'd sit in the editing room and, you know, you'd go out, it's kind of like your life. You'd go out and shoot hundreds of hours of footage, Mm. yet you had to boil it down into, you know, a 30 minute show, which- How did you do it? (laughs) (laughs) It's all, and it's exactly what anybody telling a story, it's finding that one key thread Mm. that ties everything together and that your audience needs to hear. So you could have some of the funniest things happen in the field or the most amazing things that people say, but if it doesn't relate to what your audience needs to hear, 
then it went on the, yeah, it got cut. So, and I think that's the same with all of our stories. You have to remember to be this relentless editor and not tell everything, Mm -hmm. but tell what's really pertinent to your audience. This is an art and science. It is. It is. It absolutely is. And I think our lives are like one big movie. And it's, you know, how can you take those tidbits, even of every day, and relate it back to a little story snippet of what you need to tell your audience. But you can take, if you're posting on social media or something, you can take little snippets of things that happen in your day. Like what inspired me? Mm-hmm. What, what intrigued me? What made me question something? You, you can tell that personal story. You just always, the takeaway always has to be relate back to what your audience needs to hear. Well, let's make it a little more practical. I know that it's so it's tough depending on the context. So let's give an example here. So if you'll allow me, or if you'll be my advisor for a minute more, (laughs) (laughs) I am building this podcast uh, Uh and community and would love to obviously have it grow. My story is I came from pretty much nothing. I was born in Ukraine. I grew up in Sierra Leone during a war. My family was held at gunpoint by rebels who burned down our home. We lost everything. So I'll just say fascinating childhood, which I wouldn't give up for the world, gave me a ton of perspective and made it to the U.S. where my world opened up tons of opportunity from my perspective, which I feel very grateful to have had. Made it to Stanford and Harvard where I got access to so many amazing humans and With this podcast, my goal is to really democratize access to humans and ideas and inspiration, which I feel very fortunate to have had. And my goal is to inspire myself and my listeners to live our one life to the fullest in the way that's most authentic to us. How would you help me tell my story in a more powerful way? In a more powerful way? Um, I would make it more succinct than what you just told me. But again, it it depends on the context. But if you're just introducing yourself. So the first thing I would ask is, how would you introduce yourself? Pretend you're at a networking event and you need to get up to a bunch of strangers and introduce yourself. You only have, you know, a few sentences, a shorter sentence. I want to go back to what you said with this metaphor, helping you spread your ideas like wildfire. I want to say something Mm -hmm. on a similar note with a metaphor that's more around. I'm Jennifer and along with my community, inspire you to dream big or reach for the stars, something along those points to live Mm -hmm. your life to the fullest. I I would Um, need to tinker with it. Yeah. And you seem very, your mission seems very similar to mine. And another thing I say a lot is I help you create your most impactful work yet. Mm. Um, So I can see you being in that realm. So I think first and foremost, it's like asking a lot of questions. Like I interview my clients you know, where do you want to go? What's your mission? What's your vision? What are your values? And then really finding what that one thread through everything you do is mm. and being able to say that in one sentence. Okay. I could see something about, you know, you being a lot about, you know, uplifting the human spirit, the human, pot- uplifting the human potential. Oh, I love it. Yeah. The other piece that's important to me is I am half Ukrainian, half Sierra Leonean, half black, half white. I studied business and politics. So I have a lot of these dual pieces to me and really value the strength that comes from duality and differences and how they make us stronger. And something that's so important to me is how do we bridge more healthy, respectful conversations with people who are different from us because we're all human after all. And there's so much for us to to gain and and learn from each other. So I I like the uplifting the spirit. You uplift human 
spirit, human potentials by fostering a community and conversations, global community and conversations um, to open minds oh. and hearts or something like that. You're welcome to use that, it. Laura. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it is really just finding, we often think we do all of these disparate things. Like mm-hmm. I always, there's this great little exercise, like I call it the river of life and it's, I didn't develop it. Someone else did, but just writing on a paper, a little river mm-hmm. and along that river, along your, which is, you know, resembles your life. What is everything you've ever done? every position you've ever had, and then right next to it, just like the top two, three, four things in each of those positions that you've loved. And I mean, I can even go back to like my high school days where I waitressed, you know, to earn extra money. And there was a reason I was waitressing and not in an office filing papers. It was because, or or working behind a, you know, computer. Uh, It was because I love being around people. I love talking to people. I loved hearing their stories. So if you do that, you can kind of start to see all the little threads of what you kind of love. I could see for you it being learning, curating conversations, a globalness to it. Absolutely. And like I was mentioning, done so much thought around this. And I like to think about this river too, as you mentioned, the threads as building a tapestry, this colorful tapestry of who you are and oh, I love how, you, how your community and loved ones and activities and work and all the things that make up your diverse, beautiful personality come together. Um, but yeah, people are at the very core core of that, my tapestry. Mm-hmm. But that story makes your podcast, your community so much more powerful yeah. because then people either can relate, people have been through a hardship or, you know, some people just, it's inspiring. Mm. Um, so I'll have to, I'm going to tinker. I'm going to share it more. And this was wonderful. Thanks for having me be your guinea pig, Laura. And and folks can come to Laura for more help with building their personal brand. We will link her, her website in the comments. Thank you. And then Laura, how do, how does one create buzz around their personal story? Because it's one thing to figure out how you want to present yourself, but another to actually spread the word about it. Yeah, I don't mean to harp on this, but <laughs> it really, first and foremost, starts with, I think, getting super clear on your message and who you are. You can get press, you can be on stages, you you name it. But if people are not walking away with a super clear idea of who you are and what differentiates you, then you're just going to be more noise out there. So I cannot say enough. I think a lot of people go after press, go after the buzz, social media, mm-hmm. and they wear themselves out because they just haven't they're not getting traction because they don't have a clear message. Right. So once you have that clear message then and know how to kind of communicate it, articulate it really well, then I think it's a matter of where's your audience? Like, where are you going to reach them? And I think the biggest um, mistake most people make is trying to be too many places. So on, you know, multiple social platforms and blogs and newsletters and press and, and they, I find people get so much more traction by picking just a couple, two, like one social media platform and picking a couple avenues to get press and visibility and then building from there. Coming back to the focus, you got to, I know, keep it concise and be laser focused and consistency, Mm. consistently showing up. So many people I work with are like, I sound like a broken record. You know, I have nothing left to say. I say the same thing over and over. And I think we have to remember humans need to hear things. I think it's something like seven times before they remember it. 
So even though we sound like a broken record, not coming across that way. Yeah. And then the other thing is to your point, especially now in the remote world, there's so Mm -hmm. much media that's being consumed online that you do need to cut through the noise and to cut through the noise, you do need to be really clear and specific in what your message is and consistent. And I think just the human attention is kind of the most vied for commodity right now. You, You have so much, so many things that are competing for it. And so just getting clear on your messaging and being consistent about it. And also another great thing is you, I think you have to lean into what you love doing too, because that's what you're going to be able to be consistent at. And that's going to come across to your audience as well. So, you know, they all say, oh my gosh, you have to do video. But if you literally hate doing video and what lights you up is writing, you can get traction writing too. Like don't, kill yourself trying to do something you're going to have a hard time doing. Totally. The energy transfers your, your energy. If you're writing or showing up on a video or audio will transfer. And so whatever you love doing that fills you up, will fill others up. Exactly. Beautiful. What you put out is what you're going to attract. Yeah. Beautiful. What are you seeing Laura that's holding folks back that you work with the most? What would you say folks need to generally work on in terms of putting their own personal brand out there? I almost want to say it's really getting clear on what their message is. What are other things? Uh, yes, they definitely have a hard time. Well, kind of like I was saying earlier, the I think people put themselves, try to put themselves out there. They don't get traction. They get frustrated because they haven't taken the time to get really clear on who they are or what differentiates them or they feel what differentiates them is, um, you know, I'm innovative and... Right. A great leader, you know, an empathetic leader. It is. It is. So you have to dig deeper. There is definitely something deeper. And I think that is one of the biggest mistakes is just not going deep enough. But I think just on the surface level, I think, and this is talking CEOs, VPs, directors on down Mm. across the board, everyone, why does my story matter? Like who wants to hear? I'll share my expertise. I'll share my knowledge, but who wants to hear? my story, my story is boring. My life is boring. Um, or I'm going to come across as unprofessional mm. if I share my stories. I'm authentic. I'm fully yeah. authentic. So, um, and to that, I mean, why I do what I do now is because I spent 15 years in TV interviewing hundreds of people from all walks of life, cultural, socioeconomic, and, uh, I was in documentary television and media. So it was, everyday average people. And it was just looking back, it was incredibly powerful to see each and every person who told their story always came back saying, thank you. I had no idea my story could help someone else. I had no idea my story could like create innovation or progress in my industry. So it's having that perspective. That's what I'm super passionate about passing to other people is If you muster that courage to uncover, you know, who am I, what do I stand for? And then the courage to put it out into the world. um, It's so powerful. Yeah. That inspires me to share my story more and more is this, that every human has experienced something another human is going through. Yes. And so to me, that's where the power of sharing your story lies in. It doesn't matter where you're from or what you're going through. There are 8 billion people alive and we've someone out there can relate to you and your story can make someone feel seen or heard or understood in some way, shape or form. 
Absolutely. And that's the most powerful thing in our collective being. Absolutely. And it also is, um, it's an attractor to, you know, what we put out there is also what we receive. Um, yeah, I had a little, I had a conversation with my daughter at one point and she's like, well, you know, where do you want your, your career to go? And I was like, I'm, I love what I'm doing. You know, I could, I could say little things. She's like, no, but like, do you want to grow? And, and I said, well, if there's one thing I'd love to incorporate someday is a little bit more, um, you know, whether it be nonprofit NGO arm or just like a social part of really helping uplift women in third world countries. Mm. And she's like, well, why aren't you doing it? Like, why not mom? Like which, which country are you going to, and I was like, well, it's not that easy. Like you can't just, she's like, well, which country are you going to start with? Um, so I did this little story. I posted it on LinkedIn and really my story was like, everybody should have a 12 year old at that time. She was 12, a 12 year old business coach. Cause they're like fearless <laughs> They're So I just put it out. There's a fun little inspirational story, how we all need to be fearless in um, our work. And just by me sharing that one little story, Within like a month, someone asked me to be on a board of an NGO that helps women uplifting women in third world countries. Someone else asked me about a pro like an actual, pro you know, paid project for my business. So it just goes to show you, I think that story is so powerful. It's yeah. just sharing what lights you up and you're passionate about and what you want more of yeah. can bring to you those opportunities. 1000%. What a great business coach to have in your corner. <laughs> <laughs> she is. <laughs> One thing you mentioned that folks maybe don't go deep enough in figuring out what differentiates them. What resources or what advice would you give to folks trying to figure out how to differentiate and truly differentiate? Research comes into play looking at who's doing what out there. Um, I think looking at other people you admire. Um, but, you know, I still, still think number one, it comes back to taking the time to do a personal deep dive into what are my values, kind of that river of life we were talking about along mm. your, your life, what ha has lit you up, where have you really excelled? And I think this is where often an outside coach consultant can really, really help. Um, just in clients I work with, you can ask all kinds of questions and they're so used to answering the same thing. They give the answers, but it's just the slightest difference. And like, suddenly they answer a question with more animation and their face yeah. lights up and you're like, wait, tell me more. So we're so in our lives. It sometimes takes that outside perspective to point out, wait, what about this? You seem yeah. like you got really excited and to dig deeper in there and there. Next thing they know, they're like, oh, wow, yeah, I really do want to do more of that. Beautiful. And then, Laura, as we wrap up here today, similar to the first question, which was tough, I wanted to get your take on who are some of the storytellers of our time that you really admire, I think are really great. Um, Steve Jobs, uh, I mentioned earlier, he's in the business world, just phenomenal and mm -hmm. the way he takes people on this this journey and grabs them. Um, Brene Brown, I admire for her vulnerability and authenticity. I think that's why she's excelled. Uh, same with Oprah Winfrey. I think that's why they both have excelled in their careers is because they have been very open of their journeys, their struggles, and how they've overcome them. Yeah, all great examples. 
Yeah. And then if listeners were to remember one thing as they head out on how to be a great storyteller, personal storyteller. I would say your story matters. Your stories matter. Your voice yeah. matters. It's powerful. Back so get that. out there. Yeah. Beautiful. This was so great to have you on, Laura. Oh, what thank you for having me. Conversation. Yeah. Thank you. I hope more people are inspired and can see the power in sharing their own stories and fostering connections and uh, looking forward to more and following your journey. And likewise. Thank right, you. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like what you hear, leave a review and share.